Um, uh, okay, today, uh, last time, two weeks ago, I talked to all the men. Um, on today, I, I got to talk to the woman. And um, uh, uh, I got some special protection. Um, I got some special protection for the day. Since we got to talk to the woman, I got to get ready. Our security team always has me ready with some uh, bulletproof stuff. So, um, ladies, we're ready for you. We got God on our side and a vest. Amen. Uh, I don't know what y'all going to do when I get to this topic today. Pray my strength, somebody. Fellas, remember, we have an agreement, fellas. Don't say amen. Don't look at her. Don't squeeze her arm. Don't touch her. Just in your spirit, say glory to God. Just say glory to God. Glory to God. Practice it with me out loud, man. Just a minute. I am giving you the right to say it because I haven't said anything yet. So, man, in your heart, though, you're going to say it out loud now, but in your heart is how you need to say it. All the men in the house say, say, say glory to God. Good. Now say it inside. No, no, no. Don't say nothing. Inside, I want you to say it. I'm going to give you the cue. And, and inside, you must That's something like that, right? But you're saying it. Ready? Don't say it out loud. One, two, three. You got it. You got it. You got it, fellas. You got it. I think I'm safe today. I think I'm safe. I think I'm safe. All right. Lord, have mercy today. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> um, um, ladies, uh, uh, it is good to have you in the house of the Lord on today. Uh, you're looking beautiful, all of you. And uh, I'm just grateful that we have a word for you today. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off very lightly. Will you stand so we can read the word of the Lord? Please, ladies. Ah, the same verse I read for the man, and we'll read for the ladies. The exact same verse. Isn't God fascinating? Come on. Let's go. Uh, so let's pick it up in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 21. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 22. 22, yeah, 22. Praise the Lord. Um, <clears throat> uh, just the latest. Read the, this verse, please. Just the latest. Just the latest. Ladies, in your very sweet voices, uh, will we read the word of the Lord together? Ladies, please be my guest. Ladies. Ladies, why you read the last part the loudest? As to the Lord. <laughs> now, what's fascinating about this passage is um, in, in, the, in the earliest manuscripts of the, of, the, of the Greek New Testament in its original form, these two words are actually not in the text. It's not there. And so it, says, it doesn't say wives be so. This, this verb is not there. To which one of the ladies are saying, glory to God. Ah, so, so this is how it really should read, and I'll explain why in a minute. It should read, everybody now, wives, to your own as to the... That's really how it reads in the original text. That is because uh, it is going to assume that the verb in the previous verses, you will know, will apply to... This one. But gentlemen, watch the previous verse. Now let's go to verse number 21. Here's what it says. It says, read it with me, everybody now. And be to one another 
in the fear of now, there's always a qualifier, and the qualifier means uh, as to the Lord or in the fear of. In other words, uh, gentlemen, you, you can't go buck wild crazy because she got limitations. Ladies, you can say amen. Uh, 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 the limitation is uh, we, you, you, need to, you need to be subject as to the Lord. So if you're not talking about uh, doing something that's in the text, then, then, then that don't mean she need to just run up under you and follow you. I'm coming. Uh, here it says, be subject to one another. In other words, Paul is setting up. This is so important to understand. Paul is setting up uh, a new kind of individual and a new kind of relationship. He is saying, if you're going to be the church, if you're going to house the spirit of the living God, then the way you handle relationships is different than the way the world handles relationships. In other words, he says, I'm going to ask you to do some stuff that you can't do in the flesh. You're going to need the spirit to do what I'm calling you to do. The problem is some of us try to do it in the flesh, which is why it only works one week. And you want to give up because you're doing it in the flesh and not according to the so he says, he says, be subject to one another, which means verse 21 is telling us that really there ought to be this submission uh, competition. That we're supposed to, we're supposed to be, because of the Holy Spirit in us, supposed to be eagerly looking forward to submitting to one another and trying to figure out how we can go outdo each other and run to the back of the line. That's what's supposed to happen. Then he's going to go to the wives and he's going to say, wives, I, I want, this is how it's going to look for you. Then he's going to go to the husbands and he's going to say to them, this is how it looks for you. So to the husbands, he says, y'all don't know how to love because you don't do it naturally. You respect naturally. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call you and I'm going to say to you, gentlemen, I want you, based on the spirit inside of you, to love her like Jesus loved you and the church. Then he says to woman, woman, I know it's easy for you to love, so I ain't going, I'm not going to command that because you know how to do that already. What's hard for you is you don't know how to honor and respect. So now I'm going I'm to make you do it by giving you the Holy Ghost that will empower you to do what you don't want to do. So what he's saying is I'm equipping you because I know this ain't natural for you. But the more you surrender to me, the more naturally be, and the more away, the more amazed the world's gonna be when you do it when they can't do it. The problem, however, becomes when you take your cues from the world and not from Christ. So now you 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 listen more to the culture than you do Christ, and now you don't want to follow because you don't see it anywhere else in the culture. Because your lying sisters ain't doing it. You want to sit down already, huh? You want to sit down. Can we sit down, please? Can we sit down? You may be seated. <clears throat> my, 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 my. Let me prove it to you. <clears throat> Let's go all the way up to verse number 15. This is very important. It really, really is. Verse number 15, and then let's walk it down. Watch what he says. He is creating a new type of relationships. He talked about chapter 1 through 3 of the book of Ephesians, and he's given us doctrine and theology. Now he's showing you how to live it out. <clears throat> if Jesus is 
real if, if, if Jesus died and got up and sent the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's living in you, something must be different. And he's setting it up to show you how we're going to treat our relationships with each other differently, how we're going to treat our relationship governmentally differently, how we're going to treat our relationships uh, as, as parents and kids differently. He's going to show us how to do it. Now, the problem is, mm, in, in America, we don't like this because we love our own independence. So we really don't care what the Bible got to say because we want to be free. I talked about this already. We want to do our own thing, and we don't like nobody telling us what to do. Which is why when the culture goes one way, most church people go to where the culture. Ah, let me get in trouble now. I didn't say this in any other service. So therefore, somebody in here must know this. That's why when you hate the president... You don't get to do whatever you want. See how quickly it got silent? <laughs> Just because the culture does it don't mean we as Christians get to do it. But we don't follow the Bible. We follow culture. Therefore, if the culture disrespects everybody, then we get to disrespect everybody. Not so with you. You're supposed to think differently. But if you can't do it with the government, no wonder you can't do it in your own. Because you didn't practice it in your home, so therefore you can't practice it out of your home. You only want it when it comes to kids, but not when it comes to your life. Preach, Pastor. You want your kids to honor you, even when you act a plum fool. You want to, it don't matter, I'm still your mama. It don't matter, I'm still your dad. You better honor up. You, who are you talking to like that? And when it comes to any political issue you don't like, all of a sudden, you can't even stop your fingers from typing. Well, let me just tell you what I think. I think. Sometimes ain't nobody need to know what you think. But because you can't keep your cool and keep your tongue in your home, you didn't practice it there. No wonder you can't keep your fingers out of Facebook and social media because you got to tell everybody what you think. Oh, I'm preaching now. Say it, Pastor. I'm preaching now. I really am. Pre I should stay there, but I don't have no time. Let's go. I, I got too much to cover today. Now, ladies, when you continue on the text, watch what he says next. Therefore, be careful how you, Christians, be careful how you, not as, but as wise men. The way you, the way you learn how to be submissive, both men and women, is when you get to practice it with your closest neighbor, who is your spouse. So if you're good with your spouse, then you can carry it anywhere else you go. You ever watch, um, parents, y'all do this all the time. You ever watch what we do? <clears throat> we don't teach our kids something at home, but when you go out on the street, you expect them to know and act accordingly. No, you didn't teach them at home. <clears throat> let's, say, let's say it's basketball. You, you ain't never spent no time teaching your kid how to play basketball. But all of a sudden, when they're on the court, you be like, hey, hit that jumper, hit that. Joker, you ain't never spent no time teaching them how to hit no jumper. All of a sudden, you want them to be a superstar. We do the same thing when it comes to submission. We don't practice it at home. Let me say it another way. 
That's the Holy Ghost moment right there. <laughs> you pretend to be submissive downtown. But you ain't pretending in your house. Which means downtown, they giving you something that you need, so you're going to fake submission downtown. Well, let me help you out. Fake it in your house, too. Fake it till you make it. I just ain't feeling it, Pastor. I ain't feeling it. You ain't feeling it downtown either. But downtown, you be like, yes, sir. Um, is there anything else I can do for you, sir? Oh, I'm preaching now. I'm preaching now. I'm preaching now. I'm preaching now. <laughs> but you can fake it. But when you come, no, no, uh-uh. Leave me. I, I own my own door. I don't need you. But no, no, oh, what, what a, how kind of you. Thanks so much for opening the door. How sweet. How masculine of you. <clears throat> Next verse. He's setting a new paradigm. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. There are no great illustrations, and so you need to be the illustration because the days are... Next verse. <clears throat> so, so then, do not be... Don't act as if there's no God. Don't act as if he didn't give you clear instruction. Don't be fool. Don't leave God out like Satan did in the garden. Don't leave him out because when you do, you're acting foolish. But understand what the of the Lord is. What's the will of the Lord in the context? The will of the Lord is he wants to see a different type of relationships that thrive in the church that cannot thrive in the world. And if you're going to do that, then he says, here's the formula for it. Next verse, verse 18. Here's what he says. And do not get drunk with wine. We ought to stay there a little, but that's not my subject for today. Um, for that is dissipation. Here we go. But be, if you're going to be filled with some, be filled with the it's the only way you can do what he's getting ready to ask you to do, to be filled with the Spirit. Next verse. Here's what he said. Speaking to one another, watch it now, uh, in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, making melody with your heart to the Lord. Next verse. Here we go. Always giving thanks. Somebody say always. always. Somebody say always. always. One more time, always. Always. Which means whenever you're complaining, you're not giving thanks, which means you're out to the will of God. <clears throat> so the next time you're fussing, instead of being appreciative, realize that you just stepped outside of the will of God. On your worst day, when they give you that slip and say you know, your services are no longer needed, you ought to, if you knew what God knows, you'd be praising the Lord and saying, thank you, God, I can't wait to see which door you're going to open next. Instead of trying to get, well, I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to sue all of y'all. I'm going to get all of y'all. Calm down sometime. God's up to something. Anyways, he says, giving thanks for all things. That was a word for somebody, by the way. I don't know who it was. All things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even to the Father. Now here comes the verse. He set it up, and he says, I'm doing a new thing. Therefore, here's how it works. Be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Next verse. Then he says, wives, this is what it looks like to you. Be subject to your own husband as to the Lord. Now, here's, here, here's where the problem shows up. Problem shows up because 
We got lots of baggage. Come on out here, fellas. Bring something out of that trunk. Y'all got, y'all got um, junk in your trunk, which is why you don't like the word submissive. Bring, no, no, I need some stuff out of that. Out of that. Can somebody bring me? Get in the trunk and figure out what's in there. Something's going to be in there. Let's see what's in that trunk. Can you open that trunk for me? Praise the Lord. Bring whatever is in there. Just bring it out. Let me show them why they struggle with the word submission. Because the culture struggles with it, you struggle with it. All right, let's see what you got. Just give me one first. Don't hold them all up. Don't hold them up here. Just one at a time. Here we go. Because of past relationships. Somebody done hurt you in the past. And so since they, since they, in an inappropriate way, didn't handle your submission well, you have made a vow to God that you will never submit to another human being. And so now you have this inner, inner vow that you're walking around with. And it does not matter if God says something, you have made up in your mind, I will never. What else do they say? Give me another one. Anyone? Just come on closer. Give me another one. Here we go. Uh, this one says... Ooh, your, your parental relationship. You saw what happened in your daddy's relationship with your mama. And you said, as God is I, under my dead body. <laughs> under my dead body. And so you see a dude do, a, do, do just, just something that might look like your daddy used to do. And you write the dude off as the devil. Because you made a vow. I ain't, I ain't something to nobody. Let's see what else you got. Here we go. My, 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 my. So everybody you love and listen to, everything that's popular, that you say, I've never seen it before. Therefore, I don't need to do it. Next one. Um, oh, Lord. I didn't do this. Somebody else did, all right? Um, you, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's just, we don't even need to say a word. Here's the last one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. You have some expectations. And these expectations says, oh, no. Any sign of it, I'm running. And because of that, you've already made up in your mind. So here's what it looks like. Bring, it, bring that rope for me now. Bring it over. Here's what it looks like, everybody. No, for real, this is what it looks like. You have. You got it over. There you go. Come, come ahead. Yeah, perfect. And then come over this one, too. Perfect. So here's what it looks like. You've got the culture on one side, and you've got Christ on the other. Now, the problem is, this you, ladies, ladies, I'm talking to you now, this you. The culture says, uh-uh, ain't nobody going to treat you like that, and so don't even give, so it doesn't matter what Christ says, because you've already determined that Christ can't be, that Christ cannot be telling the truth. Now, listen to what you just said. The reason I will never either submit or do anything like that to any man is because I have seen the history of what of all the abuses that has taken place so therefore I will never put myself in any situation like that come here hold it tighter for me come on y'all yeah there we go um so now you are you are affixing to Christ a bad intention and bad motive that he's going to use a word that the culture has defined one way, but you don't want to follow. In other words, here's what you're saying of Christ. He couldn't mean you good if he's going to use that word to describe what you should do. Listen to me now. Instead of saying, Christ wouldn't do something 
if it is not for my best interest. Nor would he say I should do something if it's not for my best interest. But because we live in a culture and we seldomly read the word, then we're going to follow the culture because we're ignorant of the word. So we live over here because it is, it is where we live in human nature and we don't have enough Bible to convince us that the love of Christ is trying to tell you that he wants what's best for you and if you're going to follow what's best for you, then you've got to follow what he is directing us to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so huge. We have now discerned that Christ cannot mean me good if he wants me to submit to somebody. Now, you got to remember that um, this idea of headship and submission did not start with the fall. It preceded the fall. You say, Pastor, how you know that? Because in Ephesians 5, he says, here is the mystery. And we say, Paul, what is the mystery? That the idea of a man being the head and a woman being submissive, the idea of that did not come from husband and wife. It actually came from Christ and the church. And so before the foundation of the world, Christ had already determined what would happen. So Christ says, I want you, gentlemen, to know that you're supposed to be the head. We dealt with that two weeks ago. And ladies, I want you to know that you're supposed to be one that is, has, the, has, the, has the, the desire to submit. But we say, ain't nobody worthy of my submission. Therefore, since nobody is worthy, I ain't doing it. But that's actually not true. Because you do do it. Just when it's of great benefit to you. All right, let's stop right there. Flip, come on this side. Let's pull it back. So now let me reveal. You're good. Thank you, gentlemen. Come on, let's hear it for these two gentlemen. Now, here's why this is so important. Because what he's doing in Ephesians 5 is restoring what was distorted in Genesis chapter 3. So he is trying to show us how to, how to regain gospel impact based on what was corrupted and distorted in Genesis chapter 3. So now we got to read Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16. Here's what it said. Genesis chapter 3. Lord have mercy. Here is our curse. When, when, when Adam was silent, didn't talk to Eve, he saw Eve talking to a snake, ignored the snake and ignored Eve because he was tired, and all hell broke loose. So God says, here's what's going to happen. Uh, read this with me. To the, everybody, all campuses, here we go. To the, he said, it will, I will greatly your pain in, in your, you will bring, here we go. Everybody knows this. You feel it. You've experienced it. This is the one that's muddy. Yet your, stop right there. Let's talk about the word desire. The word desire means, it's, it's, it's used of a, of a predator that is salivating as he, as he sets up his prey. There is this, there is this, there's this hunger, this desire, this, this passion to pounce. 
He says, he says, he says, your desire will be for your Now, if you read that regularly, you'll be like, praise the Lord. What does that mean? That means, you could interpret it this way. That means, gentlemen, um, 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 she's going, you're going to get a call on your way home, and she's going to say to you, gentlemen, I can't wait till you get home. You just wait till you get home. You done mess with the wrong girl because I ain't going to have nothing on when you get home, and I can't wait. To which men, you now have permission to speak. To which all the men would say, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Say it, dog. Come through here, dog. Won't he do it, dog? But watch how the enemy twisted. Because that could be an interpretation, except the next phrase tells you what she really desires. Your desire will be for your husband, and he, uh-oh, will rule over you. Do you see what the enemy just did? Here's what he did then. He says, all right. Um, now, the dude that's supposed to be loving um, courageous, bold, not passive. That, that's the dude. Um, I'm, I'm caring, empathetic. He's going to become a tyrant. No, the female that's supposed to be kind-hearted, um, intelligent, smart, wise, incredibly gifted, is going to want what he got. So here's what he said. First of all, to all my single ladies, do not miss this point. By the way, uh, parenthetical thought. I, I don't even know if I'm going to get to the notes today because I just love teaching the, all the way through the Bible when I do this. So those of you who love taking notes, you're going to have to go to the, um, to, the, to the app and get the notes. I don't even think, I don't even think I'm going to get there. So if you're waiting to write, I'm so sorry. I'm just preaching through it. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm so sorry. Um, all of you detailed accounting types, high detail people, I'm going to mess you up today. But, but, but show me some grace. I just want to teach through the scriptures today. Is that all right? All right, come on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, singles, watch this. Uh, all the single ladies, watch this. Your desire will be for your husband. Ain't no wonder. You think about a man more than you think about God. So your curse is now that you're supposed to be, I had to borrow this from my little daughter's little tent making stuff. So you're supposed to be, this is how God created you to be, where you are, you're not, you're, you're, you're not leaning, you're not, you're not bent in any direction, but, 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 but you're supposed to just be erect. What this means is that you are, you are so in love with God 
that he is your priority and that's who you think about all the time. But what the enemy wants to do is he wants you to walk around looking crazy. So he wants you to walk around looking like this, all broke down. But you don't, but watch this, but watch this, but you don't even know that you broke down because all you're thinking about is the man that you hope will one day come get you. And you think about it in the morning, you think about it at noon, and you think about it in the evening. And you get up at two in the morning thinking about it, and you on every website you can find looking for a man as if God did not call you for something bigger than just a man. So be very careful that you don't idolize one in a man because you're falling into the curse. And Ephesians 5 came to restore it and show us how we can. <clears throat> but ladies, I hope you're clapping this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what he says is, <clears throat> he says, ladies, your desire will be for your husband, i.e. his role. Ladies, your issue is going to be you're going to become a control freak. Last week I said, two weeks ago I said, men, I need you to step up in your leadership. This week I'm saying, ladies, I need you to step down. Because, uh-oh, uh-oh, the Holy Ghost is, is speaking to about six people. He's speaking. He's speaking. Because, ladies, you're walking around and you're supposed to look like this. Let me, let me do it in lifestyle, in, in, in life. You're supposed to be like this, ladies, shoulders back, and you're supposed to be like this, and you're supposed to be walking, you know, and let me not do that. Um, and you're supposed to be like this. But the way you really look, when you want to take control of everything, is you really look like this. This is how you walk, for real, for real. This not, God called you to be like this, but you have a bent Toward wanting power and control. So you walking in them heels, this how you really look. This how you really look. You really look. And, and anybody who knows the scriptures can see it clearly. If you know the scriptures, you can see it. You're looking like this. You're looking, one foot ain't even touching the ground. You're looking like That's how you look. You think you look like this. But that ain't how you look. You think you look like this, but the real truth is you look like this because you always want to control everything. What Ephesians 5 is trying to do is to correct what happened in Genesis chapter 3. But it didn't start there. It's what the idea of headship and submission started before creation, but it was distorted in creation. So now he's saying, but this beautiful thing that the church gets to do is we get to relook at what it really looks like when you're surrendered to the spirit of the living God. Watch the text now. So he says, so he says, so he says, so he says, he says, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Ladies, in other words, he's suggesting that when it comes to your husband, I know I don't agree with him all the time. I know, I know, I know. He says, just watch me, but I know what some of you ladies saying to me, ladies, be like, Pastor. Look at here. 
it would be a man that tried to tell me how to behave. See? And so you're going to use the fact that I'm trying to teach the scriptures to articulate and believe that um, why can't be a woman that does it? You see, a woman didn't tell me this because you just don't understand me. Okay? Take a listen. Take a look. In the early years of, of our marriage, y'all, I know you can tell I'm like submissive by nature and stuff, but in the early years, it's not a joke, but whatever. Okay, that's a lot of cackling, whoever's over here, okay. I mean, my goodness, is it a safe place? In the early years of my marriage, uh, yes, I was just, I just had an opinion about everything, everything. And, and I still have a lot of opinions, but I decide when to say them. Should I say them? Should I keep that to myself? Should I tell the Lord about it? I, I still don't get it right, but the, here's, about, here's the thing. The submission is not because my opinions have decreased. It's not because my opinions have changed. It's because my choices have changed. I'm choosing to say, God, your way is better than my way. It's, it's the, we, I talked about this recently. Submission is not suppression. And a lot of us get in trouble because we think submission is suppression. Suppression means that you don't develop something or that something doesn't come to its fullness. That's what it means to suppress. That's not what submission is. And, and God will deal with the men who equate submission with suppression. That's between them and the Lord. But you need to know that submission means bringing your whole self and making a choice that honors the Lord. So you don't try to act like you're more quiet than you are. You don't try to act like you agree when you don't. Submission says, I disagree with this, but I'm following. That's what submission says. And when we leave this place, and, no, and it's just me, and it's not me and you anymore, everybody's going to know that, I, that I'm following. My disagreement is not for everybody else. I can disagree with my husband and choose to follow him. And when it's not me and him anymore, you're not going to know I disagree. It's not for you to know. That's for me and my husband. That's for and y'all. The submission thing is so powerful that it can shift the dynamic in relationships in divine ways. That's what God is saying here. In divine ways, when you bring your whole self and people know how capable you are and that you could do it on your own, and you're choosing to arrange yourself under the direction of another, God is saying that's some powerful stuff right there. It's one thing to, to obey blindly because you didn't know any better and you're helpless. He's saying, but it's another thing to be a helpmate comparable and choose to yield the direction of another. And there's been many times when I knew I was right and God finally showed me that being right don't justify rebellion. And so you need to let me work it out. And so sometimes you're going to be lost and circle the block. And sometimes it's not going to make sense. And you're going to say, if you had just listened to me. And God is saying, but he didn't. And if you, Jada, just listen to me, I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing every single time. And so the genuine trust in God's design is absolutely imperative. Or you're going to always be questioning the behavior of people and how they make you feel as opposed to a trust in God's design. Now, here's the good news. Uh, Jada and I didn't even know we we're talking about the same thing. She's in First Peter on Wednesdays, so she did a whole sermon about this. So it's in your sermon notes, so you can go. You get two for one today. You can go download the whole sermon she did, and you can have this one. Anyway, stop now. Come on back here now, ladies. Let me remind you of something, and I don't ever want you to forget this. In every man, there is a fool, 
Everyone. And there's also a king. In every man, there's a fool and there's a king. Whoever you talk to, they're going to talk back. Somebody missed it. In every man that you, that you are, in the man you're married to, there is a fool inside of him. And there is a king inside of him. And you can talk to either one. Choose which one you want to talk to. You want to talk to the fool? Well, guess who's going to talk back? You want to pray for the fool? Guess who's going to pray back? But if you ever know how to talk to the king inside of that man, then the king will show up. Let me say it another way. Let me say it another way. Some of y'all didn't get it. Some of y'all didn't get it. Whatever number you look at your husband as, man, he just a four. I can't believe it. He a four. Jesus. I got to tell him to do everything. Did you remember? Did you remember? Did you? He ain't nothing but a four. And you, watch it now. And you can see tens out there and say, hmm, I wish I was married to a ten. Listen. Or you can say, praise ye the Lord, he gave me a 10. And since he gave me a 10, I'm going to treat him like a 10. I'm going to pray the 10 into him. I'm going to ask God to remove the four and keep the 10 every day of my life. But whoever you talk to, that's who's talking back. Ladies, listen, come here, ladies, listen, listen, listen. Here's what that means. That means if you married a fool, you a fool too. Because you picked him. Come here. If after 20 years, he's still a fool, I'm so sorry to say but that means you a fool because you've been talking fool to fool for 20 years. <laughs> so therefore, if you want to attend, you don't have to get a divorce. Because if a four female couldn't change a four man. It means when you take your four self and go over to what you thought was a 10 because you only heard 20% of who he is when he macking eloquently at you and because you want to get out of your last four, you see it as a 10, but he really ain't no 10. And the moment you walk out of them doors, you see a fool. And then you're going to start complaining, Lord, why, Lord? I thought it was a ten, Lord. 
to which the Lord is saying. There is only one common denominator here, and that's you. So maybe you keep attracting fours because you're a four. I like this, so let me go with it. I haven't done this in any other moments yet. So, so, so you go downtown and you treat him like a 10. Because downtown, you're moving and shaking and, and, and you, you, you got to run the office and, and you got to take care of business and, and you're running it and you love them dudes because they be taking care of them too and they be taking care of them. Man, I wish I had me a husband that can take care of business that like he can take care of business. That's because you only see him at that job. But after five years with him, he's going to be a four, unless you have the ability to bring out the tens in fours. And God says, if you follow the way I have designed this thing, then you will become a master at turning fours into tens. I wish I had a witness in this place on today. Lord have mercy. So anyways, 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 anyways. Um, every now and again, I got to look at how much time I got. Okay, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Now, here's why this is such a big problem. It's a big problem because in America, we don't have any good illustrations of people who, 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 who naturally want to submit. We don't have any. Actually, our country was birthed. Because we hated anybody honoring up to anybody. Ain't nobody should be over me. So when I had to look for an illustration of it, I couldn't, I couldn't find one in America, so I had to go to England. Now, when you go to England, <clears throat> there is the pageantry of it all. You go and you see the, 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 the spirit of royalty. And everybody... When it was the queen before she died, the queen. Everybody, everybody would, 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 would just honor and, 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 and revere and, and, and speak. Well, oh, how beautiful it is. That's because while we don't mind the, the, the big chair, when it was the queen, we were fine. But then now they put Charles in it. <laughs> we were fine. <laughs> I want you to watch what just happened to you. When it was the office, when it was the position, you were fine. But when you see somebody that's not perfect and when they're flawed and they sit in the chair, you go, see? I, I used to enjoy the, 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 the pageantry of it all. But then they put this, he messed up Diane. I can't stand him. I don't like him. And all of a sudden now, you don't want to honor the position because you don't like the flaws of the person. Isn't that what happened? 
in a home. Yeah, God, I get it. God, I get it. I'm supposed to honor, and I'm supposed to, to speak well of, and I'm supposed to be the cheerleader. But, 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 but I know him. I know him. I know him. He's the one. And you still want me to honor? Now, this has nothing to do with value. You got to remember this because you, you know this already. I've talked to this already. It goes, God in the garden speaks to Adam, who then gives the direction, which is what we talked about meant direction, to Eve, who then under Eve were animals. That's God's divine order. So when you're in order, uh, when you're in order, ladies and gentlemen, the blessings flow. When you're in order, when you're in order, it all flows. Hold on, let me see if I get it right. There we go. When you're in order, it flows. When you're not in order, a snake talking to the woman who then influences the man who then leaves God out, now you're out of order. What we have in America today is people who are out of order but want God to allow his blessings to flow. So when you're in order, you say, yes, Lord, bless me indeed. When you're out of order, you're talking the same thing. Yes, Lord, bless me indeed. And you want God to bless your mess. That's why you use arguments like, God, this marriage ain't working, so I'm going to bail. But I want you to bless me and bless the kids and bless everybody, even though we're going to do our own thing, still bless us. And he says, the two shall become one. So now, 1 Peter chapter 3, the reason your prayers ain't answered is because you're acting like two and not like one. And whenever you break rank and decide that you know more and know better, you have broken rank. But you still believe because you have declared independence against God's way that God still has to bless you because of who you are. Do you see how you've made yourself God? I don't want to follow God, but I still want him to bless me. When really, all we're really after is power. Isn't that what we're after? Power. This is the power lever right here. And what we're really after is who gets to pull the switch? Who gets to have the power? Ladies. What, you, what you're trying to figure out is, well, 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 I know the right way. And I can think faster than him. I can act faster than him. I can think circles around him. I know more about him, but he want to leave. And he don't know what he's doing, but he want to leave. And so your argument is, if I grab the power, then I can get us there quicker. And what God's saying is, I know. But I've created an order. And my question is, will you follow my order, realizing that I have ultimate power? Mm -hmm. 
to which what you're saying right now is, yeah, pastor, but you just don't know, which means you're going back to your inner wound. Pastor, you don't know, and then you're going to go, you do this every week. I'm going to go to the extreme. You're going to say, well, pastor, you know what, man? Last time I followed him, he got us in a million dollars worth of debt. Talking about he have a dream, and that dream led us off a cliff. And all of all the kids, we now live in a Motel 6, and we can't make it. All because I wanted to be submissive. And now, he's talking about this dream. Now, he got another dream. In Motel 6, he's talking about he got another dream. Ain't nobody following your dream. <laughs> do you see how you go to the extremes? Do you see how you do it? You do it all the time. All I'm trying to suggest, ladies, is you come up with a way in which when, you, when your husband comes and has this great dream, what he wants to know is, can you go to God and can you ask God to help us together discover what you want us to do. And then if you really are passionate, but you can't be passionate about everything. Because some of y'all just want to be passionate about everything. And some of them you just need to take to God. And say, God, will you deal with this please? So I don't have to. But you don't trust God. And you want the control. So therefore you don't. By the way, I, I'm going to let you do one more thing and then I'm, and then I'm done. Um, Ladies, you know, all, this, all these men need, I promise you, all men are, are affirmation magnets. That's all they are. They want you to say that a boy. To which you're saying, then who's going to say that a girl? <laughs> you ever notice in, um, in um, high school or, or even in, in the NFL, um, those cheerleaders, they don't know them dudes. They don't even know the quarterback. They might know the name of the quarterback, or but they don't run. they cheering for them like, yeah, we won. We. And they call his name and all that, right? And they're doing flips and all that. And the, and the running back or the wide receiver, they don't even know their name. But it does something for them when they hear somebody cheering for them. They run a little faster. They run through a wall a little better. All because somebody got some pom-poms. And they are lifting a leg. And they are doing flips. <laughs> somebody came up to me after the Saturday service and said, Why y'all love a affirmation that much. Good God, just do the dishes. You want me to tell you, go, how's he go? Go, how's he go? Do the dishes. You can do it. Do the dishes. We love you. Yes, we do. We love you. It's some dishes. Do the doggone dishes. I don't know why the Lord created us this way, but he did. And we need some affirmation. We need some data boys. Can I get a witness, fellas? The fellas don't even want to say, yeah, doc, yeah, doc. You told us to be very calm today, so we are. Ladies, you, I'm losing you. So listen to, listen to this again, and then we'll wrap our time. Listen, listen to this. Okay, 
So these are good, y'all. You need to know these. Okay. Submission. Number one, submission is a critical element in how God establishes order. Okay? So this is just the overarching truth. Here's what you can observe. Because when you look through this passage and you start seeing all these instances of submission ending with the most powerful one of Jesus Christ, you can say submission is a common, I'm sorry, is a critical element in how God establishes order on earth. Number two, submission is a choice. It's a choice. He's saying be subject or submit yourselves depending on your version. But because it's an imperative, means that it's a command, it's not, it's not a given. He's saying, I, I'm telling you to do it because you could choose not to do it. It is very much a choice. This, this was the idea of giving an imperative command, that it's not an assumption. You don't, God's not going to make you do it. He's saying you get to choose. Number three, submission is about function and not value. Submission is about function and role, not about value. Because if you say submission is about value, submission means I'm less than, then you have to carry that argument out to say, oh, that means that Christ was less than who he submitted to. Which doesn't make sense because he submitted to humans. So anything you want to use as a case against submission, you have to apply that to Jesus. That's why Peter's like, I'm going to get you on this one. I'm going to show you how Jesus did it without sin. And when he was reviled, he didn't revile in return. He kept his mouth shut, suffered, died, paid the cost of your sin, submitted himself to sinful men <laughs> so that he could be raised and you could be healed. Okay? So he, he's saying submission is not about function. Not a, it's about function, not about value. Number four, submission shows restraint and self-control. Mama. Restraint and self-control. And that's a struggle. Y'all, here's the other thing you understand. Backdrop, which Peter doesn't allude to here. But if you understand just in the beginning, this is already, these are already things that are working against our nature. Okay? So you have in the beginning a man created first, and God is establishing order, not value. I mean, it's not value because he knew instantly almost that after that man was created he needed a comparable which means equal helper so it's not value but it's function and then and then Eve was so comparable and so qualified that she took matters into her own hands so you already see our nature before Jesus Christ intervenes so when he's saying these things he's saying listen this is about to be hard for you because you're going to want to choose what fruit we eat and when we eat it and all that kind of stuff that's, that's just in your nature. That's how people are one to the Lord and unbelieving husbands will come to know me and people will be blown away because they will know your choice. They will know what you're capable of. They will know that you're valued, that you're qualified, that you're intelligent, that you're all these things and you're choosing God's order over your pride. Fellas, uh for the men, uh, we, we just tried something. But for the ladies, we got to get a tag team, okay? We got to do everything we can to get these ladies to get it. Ladies, I want all the ladies in the house to stand. All the ladies. All the ladies. Every campus. Everybody. All the ladies. I want you to stand. <clears throat> uh, fellas, if you're in the house, if you're online, whatever campus, come on. Let's honor these women. Come on. Let's honor them.
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, we just want you to know we're grateful for every female that's standing. Thank you, God, so much for who they are. Thank you for the, the pain that they have gone through, for the, for the visions of this in a messed up way that they have seen. Thank you, God, for the courage that they have to trust you and to trust your word and to move in the direction of what your word has said to us today. Now, God, will you protect them mentally, physically, as they seek to come under like you came under so that because they are in order, you will open up the floodgates of heaven and bless them. God, if, they are, if there are circumstances around which people have been abusive, then God, I pray that you'll help them to get the help they need to correct it so that there is a body of believers fighting for them. Whether it's counseling, whether it's a community group that's fighting, then God, I pray that nobody will put themselves in a situation where they are being abused. But God, I pray by the blood of Jesus Christ that you will help us to counteract the thoughts of the culture and to embrace the thinking and the thoughts of Jesus Christ. And that each woman would have the boldness and the courage to trust you more than they trust their own understanding. That they will, that they will rely on the truths of the scriptures instead of relying on what they think is best. And will you prove that in light of their obedience, that the gospel will go forth in their community, on their jobs, in their homes, in front of their kids, in the church, in the community groups, and that the world will see what it looks like when a man leads courageously and lovingly and a woman responds with honor and with respect. Will you teach us how to do this? We know we're not good at it, but by trusting in your spirit, God, we believe that you will do what you do best, and that is to transform us so that the world can be a different place. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Come on, give it up to God. Give it up to God. Give it up to God.